Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. I am super excited about our guest today. Um, her line is truly very forward-minded in terms of medical science and you know a lot of really great stuff. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Dr. Elsa Jungman. She is the founder of her self-named line, Elsa Jungman Skincare. So welcome, uh, Dr. Jungman. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Ikta. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I want you to get us started because I, with your career, because I think a lot of great things must have happened there uh, to lead you to such a great concept. So can you tell us about your medical journey and your whole journey in, in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so everything started for me really a while back when I was, um, as you can hear, I'm originally French. I was born and raised in Paris, uh, in yeah. France. And uh I started becoming passionate about skin health because when I was 18 years old, I had what we call a toxic shock syndrome. Uh, oh, it's wow. a very severe bacterial infection that we hear about today that can be caused during your period with the tampon you use, and it can be a, a deadly, uh, a deadly condition. So uh, I, I was one of the of the first cases in France when that happened to me, uh, oh, and I got a really strong antibiotic treatment to to survive, and and it worked really well, but. Uh, what happened is that my, my skin became extremely sensitive after that experience. I think it's from all the treatment I got when I was uh, at the hospital. I got a lot of different skin rashes on my body uh, and, and my skin became also super dried. I never used skincare before. And for the yeah. first time I, I had to do it because my, my skin was just so, so dry. And um, as I was living in France, uh, right. dermopharmaceutical products were a big thing, especially products with sensitive skin. So I had been using that all uh, all my life until I, I moved to the US when I was uh, when I was about uh, just five years ago. But in between, because I was so interested into skin health, I decided to pursue my degree after high school in uh, in, in biology and to specialize in skin biology, skin physiology, for my undergrad. Wow. And then I pursued some um, some research actually at uh, the University of California of San Francisco. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, they, they have a very famous dermatological research lab there. And I right. worked with a very famous dermatologist called Howard Maybach, who really transmitted this patient to me on skin health. And I decided actually to do my, my PhD. So I didn't go to medical school, but I, I did my, my doctorate uh, at the University of Paris Sud in France, where oh, I've wow. been studying for many years how products, whether they are cosmetics or medicine, interact mm -hmm. and penetrate your skin so it's wow. a huge subject for both the medical pharmaceutical and cosmetic field especially yeah. when we hear all this crazy thing about parabens or sunscreen being absorbed into your bloodstream so that's right. exactly exactly. what i was studying for many years yeah. that was my uh, my first expertise and uh, i really enjoyed it and i worked at, at l'oreal after that for a few years as a as a scientist in in the skin delivery field and uh, but I decided to quit and, and to move to the US in 2015 uh, to oh, wow. really work with startups and small biotech company to, um, 
to continue this uh, this passion and to learn more regarding all the all the skin health part. So that's that's how everything started. I love that. I love that you decided to take your expertise and and do you know what I mean? Do it your your way, which is. I think a lot of times people are scared to do that in science. You know what I mean? Branch off and then start your own thing because we're so used to grants and you know what I mean? All this whole system. So I love that. Yeah. You know, even I remember because I decided to do my PhD, but I knew I wanted to work in the industry because I'm so passionate about consumer and product that I didn't see myself working on the long-term on fundamental project, even though it's so important and essential. I felt I was called to do something different. And when I interviewed for my PhD, for me, I, w- I would always tell the, the, the principal investigator, like, hey, I'm very interested, but to let you know, I won't do a postdoc. After that, I, want yeah. to and yeah. I wanted to make sure they understood my mindset. And, uh, and, and I had a great PhD supervisor. She's a, a pharmacist and a professor called uh, Arlette Bayeguffra. And she, we really clicked when we met because she, she understood exactly what I wanted to do and she really respected it. And she always encouraged me for entrepreneurship and, and we are still very close today. So yeah, that's, and, and after when you, as a scientist, when you enter a large corporation like L'Oreal, it's very hard to leave because you yeah. have a very good situation. It's a, usually you have like a good salary and it's a, it's a very pleasant work. I had amazing colleagues, like the scientists were excellent and my yeah. job was super yeah. international. I was traveling a lot, so it was super nice, but I knew I wanted to make an impact and, and, and I had to take, a, to take the risk to leave, which was, which was a difficult decision to take at the time. I'm sure it was. It's like, you know, I think in science, we have that stability and stuff. And then it's, yeah, so I can imagine it being hard. I want you to, I want you to actually uh, tell us all about this uh, idea of the microbiome and skin health, because obviously, you know, I, I will go on to PubMed and then I'll find 15 articles <laughs> that don't really tell me anything. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I, I'm always left confused. So can you give our listeners a background into the microbiome and what you kind of your, your fundamental understanding? Yes, because I'm not a microbiologist by training. So the microbiome is something I, I would say I've learned on the field and I, I keep learning about it every day, whether it's for our own research that we do at the company or by going to conferences and, and reading also all those articles. Um, yeah. I, I was, so you know, when I worked at L'Oreal like five, six years ago, we would never mention the skin microbiome. I didn't know what the microbiome was. We would talk about like a, an acid mantle on the skin or this microorganism there, but it was just right. mentioned. We would never study them unless it was maybe for dandruff or, or for some very specific applications. And oh. when I moved to the US, I had the chance to work with a biotech company who was actually pioneering the research on the microbiome fields. And, uh, and I discovered this world and, and I became so passionate and interested about it because all my career I'd been working on the skin that is mm-hmm. like a, actually the, what we call the skin barrier function is a, is a brick and mortar wall system that protects your body, like a wall mm. is protecting your house. And, right. and, and it's seen as a very passive system that has no living organism. It's really dead cells that are protecting you from aggression. But now yeah. everything was shifting for me because the skin barrier was not anymore just this brick and mortar wall. It's also all these living trillions of microorganisms that you have on your skin and that are key to be healthy. So right. when I discovered that, I discovered the world and all my knowledge of skin and making product became kind of very like, I don't know, it kind of turned upside down my world. 
because I'm yeah. like, whoa, it varies those microbiomes. So the way we define the microbiome for the skin is the, is the collection of microorganisms that are living on your skin. And, and yeah. each of the different organisms you have, whether it's bacteria, it's fungi, uh, it, it can be a lot of different or even virus. They are here for right. a purpose. And when you have a healthy skin, usually you have all those microorganisms that, that co-live together and produce all, all this, uh, let's say, peptide, protein, lipids that, that will be on your skin and that will really keep you healthy. So we yeah. know today that it's essential. But the right. way we've been doing cosmetic products, the way we've been cleaning and all that never took into account this living barrier before. So right. it means that products are made with ingredients that can attack and damage the skin microbiome. And it's, it's something everybody's learning today. So we have to kind of rethink completely the way we design products for the skin because you cannot ignore anymore that there are all those microorganisms. Um, yeah. and, and the other thing is that I didn't know that and I discovered it when moving to the US is that there is an explosion of, uh, of sensitive skin and, uh, and skin conditions such as acne, eczema, especially in urbanized area that there yeah, was not before. Yeah. Like and pollution that causes yeah, this stuff too. Yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah, it's multifactorial. It can be our environment like the pollution, but also anything we apply on our skin because people have yeah. never used so many products as today. And yet people are getting more and more skin issues. So it shows that there's something yeah. broken and probably the microbiome is, is part of what's broken that, uh, that needs to be fixed. Now, uh, I want to know from like the, like, do you, what are the bacteria or the things that should be on our skin? I mean, is there like a, a list? Because I know that they, we, we don't hear about it much in dermatology. Yeah, you know, there's a, it's, it's very variable, I would say. And we are doing some clinical research on that ourselves also. I would oh. say the, the two main bacteria that we find that are the most common, and actually it's one that can scare uh, people. One is called C. acnes, uh, bacterium yeah. acnes. It used to be called, uh, I think, Propioni bacterium Propioni, acnes. Propioni, yeah, it was. Exactly, uh -huh, yeah. they changed the name recently <laughs> to C. Yeah. acnes. I'll, I'll stay it short. So that, that bacteria is extremely important. And in all the skin analyses we've done, it's a major component you find as a, as a bacteria on the skin. It's usually over 60 to 70% of your, your whole microflora. Um, yeah. What's wow. extremely interesting and, and about this, uh, this bacteria is that we used to think it was bad because of the name acnes, because of yeah. acne, so you want to get rid of it. But actually, it's way more complicated than, than that. Um, there are different types of C. acnes on your skin. Some yeah. of them to be more responsible than over for causing acne but overall uh, C. acnes is actually a good bacteria that is essential for skin health and I've seen some research recently that show that in older people who have a drier skin have left sebum uh, C. acnes usually is found at lower quantity and it seems yeah. to be linked to skin aging so actually having like a bit of an oily skin with some C. acnes seems to be something good for, for your skin and for staying youthful. Uh, yeah, no, no, I think that's that what we think. Yeah. So, yeah, it applies everywhere, right? The same concept is like the microbiome, even in our, like our gut and everything, we want to be taking like probiotics, you know what I mean? Replenishing that flora and really like, you know, I think that makes sense what you're saying is that we need to know um, of everything that's happening on our skin surface. So, yeah. you know, 
I want you to talk about um, how, so then when, when you formulated this and you wanted to really bring this to market, how did you um, really cut, you know, how did that idea translate for you to what, what went behind your products to make sure that our barrier is healthy and, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah. So what the observation that was for me and why I decided to start my company and develop this skincare line um, I was really passionate about women's health always, uh, because yeah. especially women are the ones suffering the most of uh, skin issues and skin changes by all the products they use and all the hormonal changes we are going through in our life from puberty to pregnancy to menopause. It's, it's, yeah. it's affecting the skin a lot and, and, and we are suffering from it. So my, my idea was really to, to kind of help women at first, especially women who identify with sensitive skin and to right. try to develop the new generation of product that will be super gentle for the skin because what was available on the market then was either more like a damn product from France that, that, were, that are good product, but not seen as necessarily very clean by consumer. Right. Like I, I would say with some ingredients sometimes that can scare a little the consumer, not very sustainable. And also with uh, sometimes still with uh, fragrances, or with ingredients that could potentially damage the skin microbiome. And on the other right. side, there was the rise of this clean beauty movement in the US that was so interested with consumer asking for more transparency, um, right. asking for more sustainability in products. So I was like, how can we bring the best of the two worlds between like some, some expertise on the skin and making product that will really respect your barrier with ingredients and a process that, that will uh, reassures the consumer and that is better also for the planet so that's yeah. that's how no. we thought about it and one concept that came I to my that. mind was yeah. the minimalism because I, I i was i was traveling at that time in korea it was in 2017 before i started my company just to look at what was going on there because we were always talking about korean beauty product and right they're always so innovative <laughs> exactly they are and well there are so many products there and 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 very different from what we have here. It's it's so interesting. And there was yeah. a baby line with uh, that said like minimal uh, ingredients. And I was like, mm. oh, that's very interesting. Why are the minimal ingredients just for babies? I want that for my skin. Right. You know, <laughs> I yeah, think if it's good yeah. for a baby, it's good for you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, that's right. Um, so that's why I was like, the minimal aspect really interested me because even when I was formulating in the past, I would always try to decrease the number of ingredients in each product. So when right. I came back from that trip, I'm like, okay, I know I want to do a line for the microbiome, but that sounds a very complicated topic for the consumer. But if mm. I talk about minimalism, people will understand that. Uh, <laughs> so we can do clean products. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that are super minimal with no more than 10 ingredients per product. And uh, also at the same time, by pure coincidence, I was reading a textbook on sensitive skin and the dermatologist in the book were, was explaining that you need minimal ingredient and minimal product for sensitive skin. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's perfect because uh, that concept is actually even better for your skin. It's not just uh, good for the, the planet or for clean beauty. Or... So that's, right. that, that's how it all started. But then it became a real challenge because my idea was to focus on a very simple and minimal routine about gently cleaning your skin only if you need to, focusing on yeah. the face, and moisturizing your, your skin because when you have dry skin, that's not good. It's important to keep your, your skin moisture. And most of the moisturizers on the market contain way too many ingredients, fragrances, essential oils. I'm like, we need to really simplify to only what's essential. 
right. if you need to use right. cosmetics. So that's the mindset uh, I approach when uh, when we started developing the line. And after I raised some capital, I, I hired a, a cosmetic chemist who had a, who has over 15 years of experience in actually in the both cosmetic and clean beauty. And so yeah. she helped me develop this brand to make it uh, chemically possible, I would say, uh, with the concept we wanted for, for both the, the cleaning technology and, and the moisturizing uh, ideas. I did the first our first product that is a moisturizing serum with only three ingredients myself. At the time yeah. before we even had capital, I, I developed that one in my in my kitchen before transferring it to a, a manufacturer. <laughs> but that, yeah. that's how I started before having our own lab to do all the product development. But that's uh, I love that. I love that you yeah. had this personal journey with your product. You know, what I mean? before you came out with it, that's really important. And you know, I was going to actually ask you, isn't it part of um, like just you know the culture in France, like women don't overstrip their face by washing it, right? No, I mean, am I yes. right about that? It's yeah. so different, the culture. And I'm still very shocked by that because when I moved to the US, people would ask me so many questions about skincare. My friend yeah. in France, they would just ask me, oh, which moisturizer should I get? Right. Or maybe <laughs> my, my mother's friend who were like 60 plus would ask me about, oh, how can we get rid of our wrinkles? But, you know, for fun. But nothing more. Nobody go to the facialist. Like it's something super rare. Like you, it's it's a very different mindset. And if you go to France, you see that people usually buy their product at at the at the drugstore uh, because yeah. there is the dermopharmaceutical line with brands like Avene, La Roche Posay, all those legacy French brands that are only doing usually super gentle product for your skin. And if you talk to a French person, most of the time they will tell you they have sensitive skin. It's funny. Um, right. and people don't use much uh, maybe a little makeup and even and they yeah. would never do like chemical peeling and all that maybe now yeah. it has changed but at the time when I was still living in France until 2015 nobody mm-hmm. was using like toners essence serums uh, doing peelings exfoliating and all that exactly Honestly, yeah. not at all in the US it was a total opposite Super yeah it, it's like uh, no it's so it makes so much sense. And I was thinking about that when you were uh, addressing minimalism as being, you know, in the center of your line. I was like, yeah, but I think, you know, French women do have that approach innate, innately, yeah. like the minimalism. Yeah, exactly. And uh, also, you know, it's uh, I remember when we were talking about the U.S. consumer when I was in France, we would always think about the dermal roller and all those super aggressive things. And they say, yeah, because a U.S. consumer think if it burns or if it stings, it means that the product is working yes uh, oh, are like, Whoa, that's quite a concept i don't know if that's really true but <laughs> that's how good. we perceived Pain it at good. the time <laughs> <laughs> no i know it sounds absurd it sounds so crazy like yeah i know and i think a lot of brands have marketed that very much you know well it tingles upon application well that's not a good thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly know? yeah so i want you to tell me about um you know the ingredients here you know let's let's dive a little bit into your formulation so what do we, what did you think was necessary to maintain this healthy microbiome yeah that's a that's a good question so i did a lot of back office research that took a long time because i wanted to make sure that first on the paper each yeah. ingredient we would include in the formulation would not cause any interference with the skin microbiome uh, so for that i had to I, I would work first with different suppliers between france and the u.s where they would send me all the product they had available. 
or I would go to trade show trying a lot of new odds and, and actives. And if I liked something, then I would start researching it to make sure that it was uh, okay to use. And yeah. um, I also look like beyond looking at, I really like oils in general because I've been using only our, our moisturizing oil for the past two years and I've never really needed to use a cream anymore. And the advantage wow. is that with much less ingredients, you can achieve the same efficacy as a cream that is maybe loaded with dozens of ingredients. And that is way more processed and needs to contain water. And so it needs to contain a preservative system. And then the right. preservative system, because it's here to kill bacteria, might kill your bacteria on your skin that you don't want. So I was yeah. like, oils for that are very interesting. So I researched a lot on different oils. And, and the first product I created myself, the one I created in my in my kitchen at the time, the start over moisturizing serum, I, I decided to work with uh, squalane uh, because it's a, it's an oil that is, um, it's only a single lipid uh, that yeah. is naturally found on your sebum. And yeah. uh, the supplier I worked with uh, that is from the Bay Area, they have a lot of data on it to be very, very gentle for the skin. They even have yeah. it in baby product now, which is very reassuring. Um, oh, and that's also very good. It, it's super stable and it has no odor. Uh, so that, that was like a, a great uh, moisturizing ingredient to start with. And, and to yeah, go further, and yeah. It's big enough too, right? It's a bigger molecule. So it's not going to like enter into areas. Oh no, yeah, it will stay at the surface. It's here really yeah. to make your skin smoother and, uh, and more moisturized, but it, it, wouldn't, it, it won't whip the size. It should not penetrate your skin at all. Um, exactly. yeah. and, and then I added another oil called Sasha Inky that I had discovered at a trade show. It's an mm -hmm. oil that is originally from Peru and I really liked it, but it had a strong odor, a strong fragrance. And I actually mm -hmm. found a biotech supplier. I mentioned to them this ingredient that I really liked and they were like, you know what? We actually have an organic and refined version. We completely oh. stabilized it and it has absolutely no odor. So I was wow. like, oh. And I tried it. <laughs> And, and yeah. the formula was just perfect like that. And uh, Wow, talk about coincidence. That's amazing. Yes, that, and I was like, oh, that's the best of the two worlds with this uh, Bay Area supplier, this uh, French biotech. Everything yeah. kind of comes together. And that right. was the first Tiro product we, we launched at the very early days of the, of the company. And uh, I, I really used it as a reference. And uh, that's, uh, that, this has become the moisturizer for so many people. They, they switch from a cream to just yeah. using this moisturizing serum instead of having to have a, a, a bigger routine and, and all that. And I think it's, uh, it's enough as it is to, to take care of your skin on the, on the long term. You just need to add your sunscreen and you're good to go. Um, yeah. So yeah. That, no, that I, I think the first that's a beautiful one. idea. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, at the beginning, I didn't want it to launch this product. I was like, the formulation is so simple. You know, people want to yeah. see more technology innovation, but People who work with me were like, no, Elsa, you should launch it. It's such a good product. And in the end, yeah. I'm like, yeah, sometimes you want to overcomplicate things once it doesn't have Yeah, to you don't need to re reinvent the wheel no. for everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you don't need to go out of your way with like 18 ingredients all the time. And, you know, and also, you know what, what scares me also is that people don't know how these ingredients interact with each other in a lot of skincare. So to have like 20 ingredients in some line, I get a little scared because I'm like, I don't know if you, if we fully understand how these molecules work together. You know what I mean? So like, that's, to me, I think it's scary when I see a line like that. So I think the minimalism, it makes complete sense. No, yeah, totally. And when we, so 
we got a lot of feedback from this first product and based on the feedback I got with the different skin profiles of the people, I was able to create two other products for moisturizing yeah. that could match different skin profile. But when mm. it came to creating a cleanser, that was the biggest challenge. I thought really? doing the cleanser would be easier because you're like a serum, a moisturizer, you keep it on your face. So theoretically, yeah. I'm like, you can have more skin reaction over time if there's an issue with it. Right, I was like right. a cleanser, it doesn't stay, you just rinse off. And I heard of a company doing personalized like shampoo or cleanser. And they told me, mm. yeah, you don't care. You don't even need to safety test the cleanser because it doesn't stay on the skin. So I had this idea that doing a cleanser would be easy. And it right. was a total opposite. I, why, I was did, it so, think, why was it challenging? Because I think we did over 150 versions of it. Honestly, I worked wow. over a year or two on it with different chemists. And it, it was really difficult because every time I would have a version, yeah. first, I wanted to do an old cleanser to avoid any preservative system. And because I think all cleanser are, are more gentle than water-based cleanser in general. Yeah. And when I, uh, the first version we've had, whether it was too harsh, so it, I have sensitive skin, so I would try it and it would make my skin react. So I, 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 I would tell the chemist, no, 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 we need to do something else. Or it was right. really hard to mix the ingredients we wanted uh, together. And, and, and I worked a lot on a lot of iteration on, on a base we had started, but uh, I remember someone from the team had a reaction from one of the version. And I, oh, I no. got, uh, you know, on, when we tried and it was like, oh shoot, you know, and uh, I talked to a dermatologist, my, my, my professor, and he told me, yeah, no, if someone from your team has a, has a reaction like that, you have to dismiss this product. You cannot develop it further because uh, statistically yeah. it's already too high. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's right. You know, I, I cannot take any risk. So right. we had to stop the project and start again from scratch with completely different ingredients. But the challenge was always that me, I'm so sensitive to cleanser. That's my big problem that I would react to almost anything we what? would create. Even yeah. if on the paper, it was so gentle. So it, it How arrived you, to can a you, point. Can I ask you real fast? Let me ask you. I'm very curious. Like, I, what is it about cleanser that your skin didn't like? like? I think it's the emulsifier because the way cleanser is created is that you need to have an ingredient called an emulsifier that's yeah. here to, um, to remove like the dirt and all from your skin. It's like some uh, missiles ingredient that are um, amphiphilic. That have yeah. like a, you know a water and phase and a lipid uh, sorry a hydrophilic phase and a lipidic right. phase to attract dirt and, and lipid and then once you add water to rinse it can uh, it create like the the uh, foaming uh, soaping effect to clean and I yeah, think I'm very sensitive to that yeah it's a surfactant exactly so I think mm. I'm extremely sensitive to surfactant. And also mm. because I tried too many products on my face by developing product, I think I became extra sensitive <laughs> to that. It's your own skin. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, but I think it's, it's interesting, right? Because now that I'm looking back, I remember so many times where I was trying a, uh, a new skincare line, the cleanser was, I did notice that, the redness on my skin, and I never yeah. thought about it. It's so interesting that you brought that up because we are marketed to believe that the cleanser portion or that step is the most gentle, right? But yes. it's like, it's not, if you think, you know, it's not, it's the most, it, you're it, making your skin and changing the whole environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the issue with cleanser in general is that they ripped away your, your natural oils that you have on your skin that you need to, to not have your skin dried out. 
And it can yeah. also attack a little your skin barrier, both the microbiome and, and the brick and mortar wall system, which is not good. And the issue is that I think we, we got used to overclean our face. And I see it especially with consumers who have acne, for example. If yeah. their skin is like not completely clean, they break yeah. out because the, the skin cannot stand having a little oil or anything uh, left. Like they, they, they use their skin to really strip it out, which I think is really bad on the long term. But it's, yeah. it's hard yeah. to rebalance and, and to get used to only something very gentle that won't make you red. Like me, every time I, some friend would tell me, oh, I love this cleanser and I have an oil cleanser, I would try it. And, and it's horrible yeah. because I would get really red, then it go away, but it's just not a nice experience. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, why no, it I was mean, a big challenge to to do I, the cleanser. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, because like you know, you're seeing. I feel like everything you're talking about is almost like new territory too in skincare. It's like no one's really having this conversation about you know having the best cleanser. I don't see a lot of cleanser-based lines or you know what I mean. A lot of initiative in that area. So I love that you really formulated this product as a part of your routine. That's very important. You know, yes. I think I was having. I was having a conversation with somebody and they were saying how it's important when you try a line, you should be trying that line's entire, you know what I mean? Their stuff, like do the cleansing step, do the oil step. So um, what's your advice to people in terms of like, you know, well, people like me who don't want to let go of their skincare addiction, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like focusing on your line. Like if I were to like start your line, how long should I be using it to see that, results? That's a good question. First, yeah. like for any new skincare you try, because yeah. I've experienced it, I would tell people, don't completely change your routine overnight. First, if yeah. your skin feels sensitive, if you feel you have a skin issue, well, of course, if it's medical, you need to talk to your doctor. If that's not the yeah. case, if it's more you feel like your, your skin doesn't like the skincare, just try to stop as much as you can, even everything that's ideal, and let your skin breathe a little for a few days, ideally even a few weeks, before you start trying new product. Because the issue yeah. and what I don't like to see is when people buy my product to add it up to their routine, you know, I'm like, well, the idea is the less is more. It's not to just add an extra step. Yeah, yeah. More like, exactly. okay, you want to simplify. So maybe try to see if you switch your moisturizer by our moisturizing serum. How is your skin feeling? And when yeah. you do it, so especially if you have more like a sensitive reactive skin or if you have acne, for example, because a right. lot of people with acne, we still use regular skincare. Try it on a small skin patch for a few days and see how your skin likes it or not. And if yes. you react to yeah. it, just don't use it. It's not for you. Maybe your skin exactly. doesn't like to have oils. Uh, maybe, you know, just to be always yeah. super careful with anything you try, whatever the claims are behind. Yeah, and learn from that too. Like yeah. if something's not working, like go into the ingredients and figure out what it is you're reacting to. Like Exactly, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I and also the... want to ask you, I want to ask you a question that's very random, but like... um. In terms of people who define their skin types, right? The, I want to ask you what your opinion of that is because I don't know what personally. I don't think we can do that because I think it's more a much more broader view than just saying this is the skin type that this person has, so these products will work. I think there's the it's it's a bigger view where you're right. The microbiome is involved. There's an entire inflammatory cascade that occurs in every skin type. You know what I mean, regardless of what it is, whether you have too much oil or little. So can you talk about that a little bit from the scientific standpoint? Yeah, so that's a good question. And actually we have a, a personalized quiz on our website where we ask people their skin type. And yeah. for us, it's very informative. So what I like people to ask themselves at first is to think about um, 
uh, if they feel their skin is like more on the dry side, more on the oily side, more combination, meaning uh, do you have like, is your T-zone oily and your cheek maybe more dry or is your right. skin just very dry? Like just to think about that and to let us know. But then what I like to ask is, uh, is your skin changing through the months? Because yeah. with, um, with hormonal changes or depending of weather changes or where you live, your skin can change through the months. You can either get breakouts sometimes. You can get even drier skin from some time of the months. Like it really depends on your skin profile. So I like to know about those curves, about how is the skin evolving? Is it a balanced skin that tends to break out a little? Is it a dry skin right. that gets even drier at some point? Just yes, to get like yeah. the, the macro view of the skin and, and understanding the impact. And then I would always ask, what is your skin reactive to if it is reacting? Is it to stress? Is it right. to pollution? Is it to temperature difference? Is it to what you eat? Is it to skincare? Yeah. Um, I like to dig into that because you, you realize that actually a lot of people who take the quiz, the majority respond that their skin is sensitive to mental health uh, right. and not to right. skincare necessarily. So that's when you realize that you need to have a really holistic approach when it comes to your skin health. If you right. want to understand your skin type and what's good for you, you you have first to understand and connect with your skin, understanding, okay, how does my skin feel and what does it seems to react to, to try to understand those different factors that, that can have an impact on you before you even try I, a product, you know, just. I, uh, I completely agree. No, I completely, I think you're making a great point there. I, I, you know, there's not enough curiosity, I think, in people too. Like, I feel like if I'm going to react to something, if I have a bad reaction, I'm going to go look it up, you know, like as I think that's the science background in us talking <laughs> you know we are all researchers at heart so I think people need to really um we need we are the best critics you know sometimes so understanding our skin like any other organ I think is very important yes and if you're not happy with your skin if you feel your your skin has as some sort of reaction issue don't go and buy a new product line to try to say solve it it's not going to exactly work. you need first yeah. to like kind of stop what you're doing if you think it's a medical condition you you go consult if not, you just you just stop using product and and see how your skin reacts with no product because maybe it was just the product who was making your skin feel unbalanced, and really yeah. to try to observe those different touch points around you that could also have an impact. And and for us women, very often it can be just the hormone changes for the months that has yes. impacts. Uh, and even dermatologists today they have no solution for hormonal acne for women, even if you're yeah. 40, 50, 60 years old. So you should not think that a, a new brand will have solved that issue necessarily. Nobody really I wonder knows. how that actually affects the microbiome also, like the, the hormonal changes. Like, have you seen any scientific papers on that? Not really. And that's actually one of our interests because uh, when oh. I realized that skin, uh, that sensitive skin was really correlated to hormonal changes, I started looking for more uh, papers about that. And I even yeah. asked my... Uh, my professor in dermatology, because he's been in the field for so long, like, how come I cannot find more than two or three papers about the impact of hormones on skin health? I, we only understand yeah. that the skin barrier is diminished around like ovulation and periods, for example. And we know also mm -hmm. that things are happening during menopause, but not many data. And it's like, yeah, for religious region, historically, not much has been studied around that. Right. And, uh, and, and on the microbiome, I think the last time I checked a few months ago, I couldn't find even one paper on the skin. Yeah, no, the microbiome, microbiome and hormones. Yeah. There uh, are some papers for like uh, the vaginal microbiome. They've done little research, yes. but for the skin microbiome, there's nothing. 
nothing nothing exactly no i know and and that's why i even asked because it's like why aren't we studying it especially um i think something came out remember a lot it's been a couple of years where they said that our microbiome and I think they were talking the whole body with this not not just the skin it's like a fingerprint you know and it's different for all of us because there are changes and you know what I mean certain things and I there's a it was a big article and that made me think like well this should be applied to every single organ in our body because everything every area of the body has a different you know environment that it maintains so yeah I'm, I'm curious you know why no one is doing the research yeah, so. no. and uh, that's why it really needs to be done, like to, to look at the impact of uh, of hormones and other factors on the microbiome and, and really the skin barrier too. Because yeah. until we, we und- before we understand that, I don't see how we can innovate in terms of product if we don't know what's going on. Exactly, exactly. That's why science, it has to be at the heart of this stuff. You know, it, it's very important. So anyways, I, I, I love this. I really love what you're doing and I'm so excited that you have such a strong, you know, foundation on which all of your products are, you know, they're founded. And that's very important to somebody like me, because I, you know, I really appreciate that science backed discovery driven approach. So I really want to congratulate you on that. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everyone listening, please, please go check out Dr. Jungman's uh, skincare line. It's, you know, Elsa Jungman and just check their, check out their website, check them out on Instagram. Um, I'm going to put all the links in our cover art. And then if you guys have any comments or questions, um, then leave them in the comments and I will pass them along. So thank you so much, Elsa. This was wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I had such a good time. Thank you. Thank you.